Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the For The Win podcast. I'm Garrett alongside Brandon. Unfortunately, the other two members of the For The Win crew could not be here. But it's playoff time for fantasy football. Brandon, week 15 is coming up. What did you think of week 14? Week 14 was wild. I mean, I think that some games that stuck out to me, obviously, being a Giant fan, that was terrible, you know. But a lot of things, like I think um, the Mike White fantasy even though we didn't do as well, I mean, he's taking a beating and staying in there. And we saw, you know, I know I was high in Mike White before, even higher this week after that performance. And then overall, I mean, we talk about that 49er, talk, talk about Christian McCaffrey, but then maybe Brock Purdy these days. I don't even know anymore. What do you think, Garrett? Brock Purdy in the lineup soon, maybe? I think that, I think he's for real, honestly. After that week, you know, dual Tom Brady, the Buccaneers are still a very good team. They're still that arguably they're a playoff team this year. I mean, I know the record doesn't speak for it, but their division's terrible. Mm-hmm. And I mean, uh, like you've been saying about all these other crazy matchups, like you said, the Giants were terrible last week. And, the, you know, that happens. But I think that also goes to show that the Giants are just not ready for the playoffs yet. I know the Eagles are a good team. I just don't think they're ready yet. But let's get the ball rolling here. So since there's only two of us on the show, we're each going to have two reigns and two shines. Brendan, I'm going to let you go first. Who are your two reigns? All right. So my Two reigns, uh, I think they're pretty predictable, but I'll start with uh, Geno Smith, at quarterback. You know, I think most of us saw that game last week against the uh, Carolina Panthers and were shocked about how the Seahawks lost that. That was a huge game for them. But more importantly, fantasy-wise, you know, they didn't play too well. And this is going into this week. They're playing the best defense in the NFL, in the San Francisco 49ers. So as much as I love Geno and I love what he's done this season, I mean, I just can't play him this week, in my opinion. You know, that 49ers, we saw what they did to Tom Brady. Now I know Tom Brady's not the same. But, you know, that they shut that whole offense down. And, you know, I just think this this Seahawks offense, while they're, they've been good, you can't play these guys against the best defense in the playoffs, especially. So I don't like Geno this week at all. Garrett? So I know Geno has been good this year. But here's a stat. The 49ers defense has not allowed over 20 points twice this year. They've only allowed 20 points twice this year to QBs in fantasy. And with the, how hot the 49ers are this year, Right now, I can't start Geno Smith with confidence. I think that the way they tortured Tom Brady, it's just not going to be good for Geno Smith. I think the 49ers is a division game. I think it's going to be a blowout. I think the 49ers are going to do exactly what they did to the Bucs. I, I don't know if the Seahawks are ready. I don't think they are. I mean, I don't think anyone's ready, to be honest with you, Garrett. I mean, we've seen, like, the last few weeks. And the scary thing is they're doing it with a, you know, third-string quarterback. And I know fantasy-wise that's not the most relevant. But maybe you start him at this point. I mean, and the one thing we should mention about the 49ers is Debo Samuel. I mean, that injury is not good for fantasy owners right now. Uh, with Debo probably being out, I mean, for the 49ers, it might be okay. But he's probably going to be out the rest of the playoffs for fantasy-wise. So that's a big hit. So I think this week's going to be important filling in those you know fringe receivers maybe that you had on your bench. And now you're their starter for you going to the playoffs week one. So, I mean, that's going to be important who you start. Cause we, we've seen there's been a few injuries. So and I think also a guy like Ayuk, Brandon Ayuk, could really step up this week. Um, if you have him, I'm looking for a big game from him uh, as well. So, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, 100%. We'll, uh, we'll get to some other 49ers players that I want to keep my eye on later when it comes to, comes to actually when we get to my shine. But Suds, who's your other reign? 
So my other reign is going to be Travis Etienne. And, you know, Travis Etienne was hot for a good part of the season, but he got injured in week 12. And since week 12, he's only averaged 10.8 points a game, which may be hard to imagine for some of his owners, but it's true. And the matchup against uh, this week is against the Cowboys. And I think we all know about their front and that being really the strength of Mika Parsons and the rest in uh, the defensive line. So that's just a matchup I don't love this week uh, for Travis Etienne. Obviously not that hot. Now, I, I, I maybe still have to start him, which is fine. I just, you know, I'm not on the Geno Smith side where you have to bench him completely. I just think he's not going to be as good as, you know, maybe he was in the beginning of the season, especially this week with a tough matchup and then his streak of not being as good as he was. Listen, you're probably not going to have better options than ETN. And I think that you, you kind of have to leave him in your lineup unless you're in like an eight, six person league where you have like maybe Zeke on your bench, who I honestly has been very consistent lately. Same with Pollard. Maybe throw one of those guys in if you have him on your bench. But regardless, ETN is a guy who, to me, yeah, I, he's got a tough matchup this week. And, I mean, the odds are just not, are not in his favor. I think he'll run in this week. Yeah, I'm um, totally. All right, what about, do you want to do my, uh, shy, I'll do my shines now, I guess. And we'll, Let's we'll, do we'll, it. We'll, yeah. All right, so my one shine is going to be Garrett Wilson on the Jets. And this is a pivotal matchup by us in East Rutherford, uh, Jets-Lions. And that the winner of that, I think, is going to the playoffs and, either conference but fantasy wise i mean the detroit lions don't really play defense i mean they've been better but they really just are an offensive team but you know the jets so this is gonna be a great matchup for and obviously we don't know who's gonna be quarterback so it could actually be zach wilson unlikely we think mike white's gonna play but it could be whoever but garrett wilson's been amazing the past few weeks uh you can just see his emergence i mean he's getting maybe offensive rookie of the year votes already is my, in my opinion. I, and I think he's going to take advantage of this poor defense and really whoever's in quarterback, whoever's playing quarterback, I think he's going to do well. I think he's really going to come out of it, come into his own this week as he's been doing. I, I predict a touchdown or two and I, definitely a solid fantasy performance for me. What do you think this, about that guy? Yeah, this game is going to just be a shootout again. I'll get to this in my reign who, uh, who we'll just get to shortly, but this game is going to be nuts. I think that it's going to be, it's a pivotal game, like you said, and I think that both quarterbacks are just going to be dishing it to their receivers. On the other side of it with the lines, though, Amon Ross St. Brown is going to go up against Sauce Gardner, so that's a tough matchup for Amon Ra, but I still think he's going to be able to get it done. But just in terms of all receivers, I mean, I expect them all to shine, honestly, especially Garrett Wilson, the connection he's had. he's He's been looking great. I started him with confidence. I have someone interesting to watch. I know it's late in the season, but Jamison Williams, I mean, I'm a big college football guy, so I watched him in Alabama last year. And this guy's got insane speed. He was like a deep shot guy all the time at Alabama. And I know he just came back. And I don't really recommend starting him uh, like just this week after, you know, only one performance. But if this guy puts a few good performances together and Jared Goff's been really sensational this season, you might think about throwing him in, especially like we mentioned earlier with the 49ers and Debo out, you may be looking for the other guy, that guy out of nowhere. This could be the guy. I would really keep an eye on Jamison Williams because I think he's the potential to be a great receiver. So really quick, I have a story about this. I'm going to give a shout out to my roommate in college, Nolan. So Sunday morning, he we're talking about fantasy like we normally do. And he goes, hey, I picked up this guy, Jamison Williams. I think he could have a good week this week. And I was like, man, like this is too far of a stretch here. Then all of a sudden we're watching Sunday. Then he's he's like, oh, my God, I'm staring at my phone. And he's like, Jameson Wilson, Jameson Williams, touchdown. And I couldn't believe it. So that's just something that I just want to give him a shout out for and that he predicted. And yeah, Suds, I, I agree. I think he's a guy that he's under the radar and he's a guy you definitely need to pick up. Yeah, no, totally. Um, And then, all right. So then my other shine uh, this week, and this is more my personal opinion. 
you know, I may be a little off the books, but I'm going to go for it here with this one. I think Saquon Barkley. I just think – I know this may be a tough matchup for him, and I know the commander's uh, defense is really good with that front and all, but I think this is the type of game that Saquon lives for. He's been living for the past few years almost with, with a must-win for the New York and uh, Washington. So I think this is a game where, you know, they know that the strength of the team is Saquon, and he's finally healthy. I know last week he wasn't healthy to get the same amount of uh, – uh, rushes as he usually does i think this week he's gonna get fed the ball the offense is gonna go through him again in a must-win game you go to your best player so i really feel that saquon barkley's just gonna shine this week you know i may it is a tough matchup like i said before but i think as my shine up as as a giant fan too i just putting my faith in saquon barkley i think he's the best player i think he comes up in the clutch i think he's just gonna shine this week in washington i mean he's the heart of the new york giants i mean that is their best player and you're not gonna get you're not not gonna give it to your best player excuse me so, I mean, Saquon, la- la- the last time he played the Commanders, he had, I think, 19.1 PPR points last time I checked. You know, I was considering, I was like, you know, Commanders have a good team, good defense. I, I mean, Will he reign? I know he had a rough week last week. No, I think that, I agree. I think that the, the Giants are going to dish on the ball, and I think that he's going to come up in clutch. But let's transition over to my rain and shine. I'll start with my reigns, and I'm going to go with another running back, this time for the other New York football team in Zonovan Knight. So, like we've been talking about, I think this matchup between the Jets and Lions is just going to be a shootout. And I think that Zonovan Knight will be irrelevant. I don't think it may be some goal line touches. But other than that, I think it's just going to be a receiver's game. And I personally, like, if you had better options, I, I'd go with that. I really just don't trust Zonovan Knight right now. I mean, yeah, he's had a couple good weeks. But I just think it's going to be a receiver's game. And another thing to note, the Lions are pretty good against the run. They're top 10. They rank 8th against the run. So definitely a tough defense to go up for up against, excuse me. And then my second reign is going to be Tua. So yeah, I mean, I remember the last time we played Buffalo, he had, a, you know, I mean, it was a good game, but fantasy-wise it wasn't. He only had like 11 PPR points. And I think that the Bills, they've been playing well. I think that Tua is going to reign. I don't think he's going to put up those top-tier points that we, we've seen him put up sometimes this year. I think that it's it's definitely going to be a rain for Tua. Yeah, I I agree, and I think also like watching that game last week, it's hard to have confidence in him, uh, especially like when you saw those receivers and that connection just looked ugly, in my opinion. And you know, I, it's not gets any easier. I know the 49ers are the best defense. He played them the week before last, and this week the Chargers have a pretty good defense. Bills also have a good defense. It's just a tough stretch for the Dolphins here. So it's hard, you know, going to the playoffs. You got to be sure who you're putting in. I don't think Tua is at this point is someone we could say like, "Hey, I'm gonna go put him in. He's gonna get me at least 15." I don't know about that. I, I don't feel confident in that either. So it, it's it's tough for the Dolphins right now. It's a tough stretch, and you know, I, it's hard to sit like for you guys who have Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. It's hard to sit those guys because you put high draft picks into them. But you know, it just might not be as it was in the beginning of the season with these tough defenses and tough games they're playing. Yeah, I'm definitely worried about Jalen Waddle. I don't know about Tyreek Hill. I think they're just going to give it to Tyreek because Tyreek is a beast. But I'm definitely worried about Jalen Waddle. And in terms of Tua, I'm looking at his points right now for PPR. I mean, it's it's they're not high. I mean, he's got maybe one, two, three, four, four, five games where he's put up over 20 points. The rest are 14 and under. They're yeah. they're average weeks for a quarterback like a QB two, that's the, you don't want 14 points from your quarterback. You want probably 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, somewhere around there. That's a, I consider, Hey, that's not a bad week for a quarterback. You know, if they get above 20, that's great. But I just think that too, uh, he's just too unreliable, especially with the playoffs. I mean, I feel like you can find some better options. 
Yeah, I mean, I think we can spend a whole podcast talking about Tua and his fantasy upside and downside. But in, we don't want to bore you to death here. So I guess in the short, it's just right now it's a no-go based on these tough matchups and recent performance. So I'm going to go into my shines. And I think that for the playoffs, I think this is appropriate. The most controversial controversial position in fantasy football this year has been the tight end position. And I think everybody struggled all year unless you're a Kelsey or Andrews owner, maybe a Hawkinson owner. I mean, tight ends are thin this year. So I have two t- tight ends I think are going to shine, starting off with Evan Ingram. Man, he, he just came off a beast of a week. Going up against Dallas, they're fourth against tight ends, but the way him and Trevor Lawrence have been playing, I can definitely see past the Dallas being ranked fourth, and I think that he's going to have another good day. Yeah, you know, everything was pretty good on the Giants. I mean, he dropped some passes, but the skill was always there. And I also, I think this is one of those years, this is one of those years when um, it's a streaming tight end sort of market these days. You know, mm-hmm. you're really just playing matchups at this point. Because, I mean, I have George Kittle in my leagues, and, you know, he's not even that startable right now with Brock Purdy. He's not what he was with Jimmy G. And, of course, I think that connection will grow with Brock Purdy. But, you know, it's tough. That's just one, that's just one example of... Uh, tough tight end market so yeah i mean if you get a great matchup like with evan ingram against you know especially with, with last week you got to start him, and you got to be constantly looking at the waiver wire with these tight ends you know a guy has a good week and he's got a good matchup you got to go for it i know it's the playoffs and i know it's a big time but with this tight end market and then these performances besides kelsey i mean it's a coin flip at this point i mean tyler higby was great he's, i'm gonna talk about him later later but like right now i mean it's been just a complete you know flip of the script so it's been crazy, but yeah, Garrett. I mean, you just mentioned George Kittle. It's funny because he's actually my other shine. And we talked about this briefly that Debo's out and most likely out, excuse me. And Seahawks are great against receivers. So I think Ayuk is going to have, I think he'll be decent, but the Seahawks are terrible against tight ends. They rank 31st. Honestly, I know it's Brock Purdy, but I kind of expect a good week from George Kittle here. I like that, you know, because I'm hoping for one too. We're on the same side here. Uh, so, I mean, I just hope that, um, uh, the whole offense expands to where he's a focal point. Cause you think that if you're a new quarterback and obviously I'm not a football coach, but that would be something you go to a tight end, you know, a safety blanket, especially how good George Kittle is. And obviously that wasn't a big part from last week, but I guess if we're throwing the ball down the field like crazy and having all the success. Why bother with the tight end and George Kittle? But I think this week, a bigger game, you know, division game. Uh, I agree with you. George Kittle will be used, in my opinion, more. And I think I'll have a great game as well. So glad to hear we're all on the same side for that one. Yeah, I mean, I th- again, I think that tight ends this year just are, are weird. And I think that George Kittle this week, I I think you definitely start him with confidence. I have a question for you, Garrett. Let's Is Travis it. Kelsey a first-round pick next year? At 10%? He, should been, he should have been a first-round pick this year. But wh- I- where do you think you should take him next year? Just because, I mean, he's been a top fantasy player. Forget tight end. So we could go on a whole different whole different podcast about this, but I'll answer this briefly. I don't know if I want to draft the running back in the first round next year. I think I want one of those top receivers. I think those are more valuable. I think Kelsey's more valuable. I mean, Kelsey's the number one tight end. There's nobody else who's going to top that. He's got Mahomes throwing to him. He could be somewhere like 5 through 12 or something like that. Crazy. I that, That's just my opinion. I think that he's up there. I mean, I think for him, and we'll move on. I don't want to spend the whole time on this. But, I mean, you can think about it like this. He's Mahomes' top receiver. Forget the tight end thing. I mean, he's Mahomes' top receiver. No, correct. So, in the Chiefs' offense, I mean, that's got to be worth something. I feel almost dumb not, like, 
taking him higher or whatever because i mean we all saw this coming sort of we knew he was gonna be good we knew the chiefs lost tyree kill but yet we are like eh, you know well second round whatever and then he's been this good it's hard to say it was unexpected but well ben, anyway. but ben in, in our league that, that we drafted together we drafted him in the third round right no i know second. no uh, it was I, the first pick of the third round first pick of the right third round. and that, that's back, the whole so. point in the, our league he was there i was great but in other yeah. leagues i'm like why didn't i take him earlier you know so, so that sort of thing all right, so let's transition over to waiver wire desire. I'll start things off. We've mentioned this game a few times before, but the Jets and Lions game, I have Elijah Moore. Last week, he was targeted 10 times against the Lions. It's going to be a shootout. He's a receiver. Last week, he had 12 PPR points. I'd definitely slide him onto your bench, and you know, if you have receivers out, Debo's out, maybe consider starting him. You probably better options on the bench, but if not, I don't think he's a bad option. I think Elijah Moore is definitely a guy who you should have on your bench 100%. Yeah, I totally agree. You know, these Jets receivers, they got a lot of good a lot of good ones. Uh especially we talked about with Garrett Wilson being a first round pick last year and Corey Davis just went down. He's injured. So that is, is going to open up a lot more opportunity for some other guys like an Elijah Moore and it's crazy his whole season's been up and down. He requested a trade, so he's got he had a little less reception in the beginning after that and now he's sort of, you know, come back and he's been playing well. 12 points I believe last week which is solid, definitely a guy you want to have, have on your bench because you never know when these injuries are going to come and you might need to, you know, flex a guy in there or throw a guy in there when you need. So I definitely, uh, I like that one, Gary. And I'm going to go, my waiver wide desire is something we talked about too. Uh, it's Brock Purdy. I mean, why not at this point? You know, he's projected 16 points this week. I mean, like, that's pretty good for a third string guy. And I think it's worth noting how he does in this offense because you know, there's a lot of quarterbacks that are up and down. I think Daniel Jones was a good example of this. You know, I had him. I'm like, well, the potential's there. He can run. He can throw. He's got Saquon. He's got, you know, he's has a connection with Slayton. But then, like, you know, he has a 10-point. He has a 9-point game. And you're like, what am I doing? I feel like with the 49ers and with uh, Kyle Shanahan, with the quarterback sort of, like, favorable system, you know he's going to be okay. You know, he's never going to have that game where it's, like, so bad. And the playoffs, I think you're just looking for a guy to get you 15, you know, if you don't have that, you know, obviously that top tier guy. So if I feel like it's not a bad option to have on your bench, if you know he's going to be consistent going down the stretch here, well, before Jimmy G comes back and you, if you need a guy to play to get you 15, why not throw Brock Purdy in? You know, that's my thing. I don't know what you think about this guy. No, I, I honestly agree. Why not? Why not pick him up? I mean, like I'm always big on picking up quarterbacks, banking that they could be great. Like, for example, I drafted Trey Lance in all my leagues. Unfortunately, everyone knows how that ended. But I, I was very high on Trey Lance at the beginning of the year. I was like, he could be a beast. He could be a top five quarterback. Same with Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow this year is a top five fantasy quarterback, but the year before wasn't. So, you know, I'm very high on picking up quarterbacks. And I, I 100% agree. But let's move on to our personal segments. So, unfortunately, Max and Chris couldn't be here, so it's just going to be Wings Watchlist and Suds of Sidems. That's all you need. That's all you need. It, it, that's right. So, Suds, you want to start things off for us? Sure. I'll take it away. We'll do negative first, then we'll move on to uh, more positive. But, all right, so my first guy in the Sidem is going to be uh, Kenneth Walker. And we mentioned this, too, with Geno Smith and the Seahawks playing the 49ers. But, you know, I don't like any matchup against the 49ers. I think they're just a really tough defense. And we've seen that, obviously, last week, the past few weeks with Brady and, you know, everyone they've played with Tua, obviously. But Kenneth Walker especially, you know, he was injured last week. And I just don't think that's a great thing going into a tough matchup like this. I just can't imagine him really, you know, shining and really being that 
player you want him to be and then you player you need him to be, you know, in a playoff game. So I think if you have someone else, I uh, probably start them in this game because Kenneth Walker coming off the injury, playing the 49ers, that's just a lot of bad in that whole, you know, situation there. So yeah. I personally would sit Kenneth Walker if you have a better option. Obviously, if you know, if you're reliant on him, play him. But in my opinion, I'd sit him if you have someone else that you think you can play. Uh, my next uh, system is going to be something we also talked about with the tight ends. It's Tyler Higby. And it's crazy. He was so good to begin the season. And you thought, like, maybe I'll even flex this guy <laughs> if I have no one else. And I was sort of thinking that, too, with how good he was. But I mean, recently, he's been terrible. You know, he's not even startable at all. Like, two points in some of these games. And you just can't start him at all. So, like we mentioned, I would go to the waiver wire, see what the matchups are, see if a guy had a good week last week, and go with him. Because... Tyler Higby, Tyler Higby has been terrible, and you just can't start a guy like that in these kind of weeks, as we mentioned. So, yeah, I'm, I'd sit Tyler Higby this, Higby this week until he has a good performance. And then my last sit is going to be Mike Evans, and this really shouldn't come as a surprise either based on how Tom Brady's been playing. And I don't want to put it all on Tom Brady, but he's not been himself recently, and the whole Bucks offense hasn't been themselves. And you see the, these receivers struggling. Now, I think also part of that is they have so many receivers Julio Jones, Chris Godwin, Russell Gage. That's a lot of guys to get the ball to. But, you know, Mike Evans should be the guy. And he just hasn't been the guy, you know, scoring 15. He's been scoring, I think, like around 9.9, I think the number was. So, I mean, it's just not – he's just not startable anymore. I think there are other guys we mentioned, like Garrett Wilson, who have much more potential to be a boom. I think that's what you're looking for in the playoffs. You're not looking for a guy to get you seven, you know. You're looking for a guy to play well and push you on to that next round with the better teams you're going to see. So I really like staying away from Mike Evans just because of how he's been struggling and how that Bucks Bucks offense has been recently. One hundred percent. I mean, Mike Evans this year, uh, he's just not the same, man. I think that that it's. I think it has to be on Tom Brady. I mean, he's the guy throwing to to Evans, Godwin, and all those guys. I think that it's just a different guy every week that we see doing. He's just got so many mouths to feed, and I think that that Bucks offense is just so different. It's tough to. It's tough to tell who's going to get the ball, and I think Mike Evans is just, I know, I just think the Bucks are off this year, and I'm, yeah, I think that he's going to, I think he'll reign, I think you got to leave him in, because I don't think you have any, any other better options, but unless you're in like a 6-8 to eight person league again, but like, Mike Evans, if you're in 10-12, to 12, I think you got to leave him in. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, but I just feel, you know, there's some bench guys that, I mean, like, you, you, you could go start Evans, but I just don't see the potential there. I don't see him being worth your while like it's almost for me I know you don't want to take a risk but there are guys that you know are on the bench that I think could be well I mean it's hard to see Mike Evans against Cincinnati who they're decent you know they got some guys in that secondary who are you know who can play it's and you know there's not much change changing with like the Bucks offense from last week to this week I think some other other offenses there are changes going on that are going to help some other guys so I mean I agree I just think you know if you have, the, if you look at your bench this week and really evaluate, you know, and say, would I start this guy over Mike Evans? And if it's like, if you look at the past weeks and there are some points there, why not in the playoffs? Why not? You know, it's time, you know, you're seeing better teams, as I mentioned. So I wouldn't be attached to Mike Evans. I wouldn't be afraid to sit him. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, I, you know what, that that's your personal opinion. You know, I mean, for Mike Evans owners, you make your own choice. I think that Suds advice is good. I agree. Brady's off the way he's been playing. He's definitely a player you should leave on the bench, but then again, he's Mike Evans. But let's move on to Wings watch list. Again, these are players who I think you should pick up or 
lower rated players who I think are going to have a good week. It's kind of a mix of a must start uh, rain shine somewhere in between that. But first up on wings, watch list. I mentioned him two weeks ago, Donovan people's Jones. I said, you got to pick him up, leave on your bench and look what happened. I mean, it looks like Deshaun Watson really likes him. He had 12 targets for eight receptions and 114 yards last week. He's a guy who's looking like the wide receiver two in that offense. And he's putting up decent points. Pick him up, slide him in your bench. I mean, if you're a guy who's banged up in the wide receiver position, I think he's a guy who could easily be a flex play. So he's definitely a guy I have to keep my mind on. Second up on Wings Watchlist, mentioned before, Evan Ingram. He was definitely on the waiver wire. I mean, he's on the waiver wire in like two other leagues I had. I actually picked him up last week as a, excuse me, as a streaming option because I had Hayden Hurst out and it worked out for me. But in any league that Evan Ingram is available, he's going to be the top guy to get. You got to pick up Evan Ingram this week. Had 40 points last week and before that had 14 and a touchdown. And last on Wings Watchlist, I have Jarek McKinnon. And he's a guy, if you're in a PPR league, you need to pick up. I mean, he had a ton of targets, two receiving touchdowns. He's in the receiving game for Patrick Mahomes. This is a guy that if you're, again, PPR leagues only, you definitely need to pick up. And if you're banged up at the running back position, I think he's a, he's a pretty good streaming option. I think one note on what you mentioned is Donovan, Donovan Peoples-Jones. Uh, Peoples I think what's interesting is that now Deshaun Watson is playing quarterback. So there's different you know, relationships that come with that, that maybe were different with Jacoby Brissett. So it's worth watching this Browns offense to see if some things like that change. Maybe there's a better connection. I saw when I was watching the Browns game for time to time, is he liked people's Jones a lot. He was throwing him some jump balls and stuff. So that may be worth watching. I believe they're playing the Ravens this week. So that is a tough matchup. And people aren't too high on Amari Cooper to begin with. But if, you know, Deshaun Watson loves um, people's Jones, Going to this playoffs, this round and the next round, be something worth to watch for sure. I agree with that one. 100%. But ladies and gentlemen, that's going to wrap things up here on the For the Win podcast. Good luck if you made the playoffs. If not, have fun in the toilet bowl. But other than that, please make sure to follow us on Instagram at For the Win Podcast. And that's all we have for you today. It's been your boys. See you